You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's going on, everybody? RJ Ochoa here from SB Nation's bloggingtheboys.com. Hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and we trust that you are stressed. It is Friday, September 10th, 2021. The Dallas Cowboys are 0-1 on the season after a 31-29 loss on Thursday night in the season opener, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We've been putting out content all day long on our YouTube channel, on our podcast network, on our website to discuss the Cowboys' loss and how we felt a sense of optimism even after it. But Friday has brought with it a lot of news that is devastating when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys. To help me discuss all of this and break it down, it is Tom Ryle from bloggingtheboys.com. Tom, the headliners, Michael Gallup has a calf strain and is going to miss three to five weeks. This was the news that first came out on Friday afternoon. And everybody was kind of processing this and kind of dealing with it and squaring it in their own minds, saying, you know, there's, you know, there's receiver depth here, Cedric Wilson, et cetera. Things are going to be okay. And as soon as the dust firmly, finally, ultimately settled on that, we had a bomb drop on us. Dallas Cowboys right tackle Lyle Collins suspended for the next five games for violating the league's substance abuse policy. How are you feeling on this day after the Dallas Cowboys season opened? Um, that was, you know, I was feeling so good after last night. Um, you know, it really uh, saw a lot of positive things. Most of all, Dak Prescott is indeed back. Uh, there are, only the most hardcore doubters are still questioning his status as one of the top quarterbacks in the league after that performance. Lyle Collins really has thrown a wrench into the works. Uh, the line looked very good, even with Connor McGovern subbing in for Zach Martin, and that included Collins playing at tackle, having him and and. Tyron Smith was great to see out there after we missed him for basically the entire season last year. Now we got to survive five games. Um, and I mean, it's, you know, they really, the Cowboys really need to stack up the wins now uh, to going into the bye so that they can, you know, make sure they're firmly in the race for the NFC East. And now we've, we've got a big question mark. Do they roll with Ty Nsecki, which is kind of an unsettling idea because he seems to have been having problems. At least he wasn't looking as strong as we'd hoped he would. Or do they now make the daring move to kick Zach Martin out to right tackle and trust McGovern to handle the the right guard position as well as he did uh, last night? Because Martin came in and looked great briefly playing right tackle last season before he got injured. And that is the one thing that makes me wonder, is the coaching staff going to hesitate just because the injury happened after he switched positions, after he'd been pretty much an Ironman playing guard? Mm -hmm. A lot here and a lot of just, you know, just the questions of what really happened. This just sounds odd and we don't know right now. So we have to be cautious. We don't want to speculate. Uh, 
the the good thing I guess to me is that he didn't actually get a positive test. But so you know. let's let me jump in here, Tom, because uh, the report now. Uh, there are a number of reports. Adam Schefter was the first person to report this, and then uh, a lot of you know insiders followed suit. Uh, but Adam Schefter just just reported that he was suspended. Uh, Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, uh, threw out the Lyle Collins suspension is not final and should have been disclosed, or should not, excuse me, and should have been disclosed or, or should not have been disclosed a report, I think he meant to say. But as usual, the NFL's confidentiality policy is breached by, among others in the NFL, uh, others, others, the NFL's in-house media operation, although Adam Schefter does not work for NFL Network. But NFL Network has reported on this. It was NFL Network's Tom Pelissero that was the first report that this was due to a violation of the league's substance abuse policy. We have gotten some questions from people here. Uh, Christopher Wagen, great friend of the show, uh, says, any chance the number of games gets reduced in appeal, or am I holding out false hopes? It has already, Tom, been reported that this has been appealed by Lyle Collins and his representation. And so this is the final verdict, seemingly. Uh, this is more than just Adam Schefter, Tom Pelissero, the Ian Rappaport's of the world reporting it. The Dallas Cowboys themselves have announced the suspension. So for any Cowboys fan who is crossing their finger, hoping, crossing their fingers, hoping that this is going to work out somehow, some way, maybe this gets knocked down to three games, maybe it goes away entirely. The fact that the Cowboys have announced it themselves, Tom, does make it seem like this is going to stick. Yes. I, the, I saw the Hellman was the first one I saw. and He came out and said the team has confirmed it. And, yeah, this is looks like a, a solid, a done deal that you're going to get. Uh, the suspension looks hard in there. And now it becomes a question of, of what do they do to kind of shuffle around. And as I said, uh, they can get creative. They can go cautious. I don't know what's the safest thing to do because job one has to be to, to protect Dak Prescott. And the line did a fairly decent job of that, other than the fact that Vita Vey is just a, a human monster and was uh, getting a lot of pressure. But Dak only took one sack, and that was incredible against the Tampa Bay defense. So, you know, now they have to do everything they can to keep it up because it's fairly obvious that the, the season, as we all knew, depends on Dak. And they can depend on him if he's not getting banged around and beat up back there. Uh, his performance was just outstanding. So this is going to be a major issue, and it's going to be fascinating to see what they do. You know, I mean... I, the, the, see, like you're, you're using the word fascinating, and it is fascinating, certainly... Uh, to play, you know, GM, but it's terrifying. Um, this is this is hard to process, Tom, because yeah, you know what what happened that he was allowed to play last night on Thursday night that now he's not. The report from NFL Network is that Lyle uh, apparently missed drug tests that he was suspended for a failure to appear. How could this happen? You know, and I think those are the questions that we have. Uh, what you know disconnect between Lyell and the Cowboys and the league office and Lyell's representation, uh, whoever is involved in this conversation for him, how could he fail to appear to take these tests um, is, is troublesome. I mean, I yeah. think the, the Michael Gallup news is obviously something that, that is unideal too. Right. And we're, we're dealing with the aftermath of that, but you've got wide receiver depth if you're the Cowboys. Right. And I think on a one to 10 scale, the, the panic was maybe at a four. 
yeah. as a result of the Callip news. But this is a 10. I mean, this is a 10, and this is frustrating, and this is concerning because Lyle Collins missed the entire 2020 season for the Dallas Cowboys, comes back, and before the season even kicks off, has all the – he's got some neck stingers going on. He's got two different stingers. Is he going to play? Is he going to be all right? You know, comes out to your credit – or your point, Tom, his credit plays well against Tampa, a stout pass rush at that. But, you know, now he's going to miss, you know – five more games so you're talking you know counting last season in 22 straight games or or rather 23 straight games Lyle Collins will have played one and that's a really disappointing thing when you consider it all he he signed his you know look we're still waiting for uh, more information on this to come out which is why we wanted to do this live to kind of sit here as all the reports sort of unfold but he signed his contract extension with the team Tom in 2019 was phenomenal after that season we were all talking about man the Cowboys really got ahead of this were really smart etc so he played all 16 games then missed 16 games now plays one so that's 17 out of a possible 33 so now it's 17 out of a possible 38 games that the Cowboys have gotten off of this contract extension this has just been one mess after another for a bunch of different reasons yeah and it's i have to say that it it seems to me that they are there also is another factor to remember while we're talking about all the solutions that are possible with zach martin he doesn't want to play tackle uh he's basically stated that so that's to be considered but i guess if there is the tiniest sliver of a silver lining it's that the cowboys have an extra couple of days to work on this because you know they've played the first game and if you are questioning how come this didn't happen before the game last night i think the nfl held on to it so the cowboys would have the best chance of giving them the exciting close yeah, game yeah well you, you, you know, say that, that tom and, and and nbc announced like an hour ago officially announced that the ratings for last night's game were the highest of any nfl kickoff game since 2015 and so you know I don't think anybody here is naive enough to believe that, no, the NFL isn't at all looking out for its best interests, isn't at all trying to, you know, pile up the the stacks of cash as much as they can in their favor. That kind of makes sense uh, that maybe, you know, the NFL said, let's get him out there. We want a really great game. We got a really great game, went down to the wire, got a game-winning field goal. Tom Brady, Dak Prescott, everybody was awesome, whatever. And now it's time to handle business. Now it's time for our Friday afternoon news dump. But, you know, this is the same, you know, NFL office that still has yet to rule on Deshaun Watson, as an example. I mean, this is, you know, this is frustrating. And I think if you're a Dallas Cowboys fan that's pissed off or sad or mad or frustrated in any sense, I think you're entitled to that because you don't know who to direct your emotions towards. But right now, there are a lot of them. Yeah, and it's it's just like, what more do we have to have? You know, we finally had things looking like they were going to come along, and it just, it, this is just a shot to the gut. I was actually going to mention maybe a little bit lower than that, but we'll try to keep mm-hmm. this family friendly here. Uh, so I just have to see, uh, you know, we all have to see, I shouldn't say just me, but you know, we, we don't know. Obviously we're not making any decisions here, but this is a body blow. And like I said, it's just such a swing of emotions because we've already gone through a real roller coaster last night. You know, when the Cowboys actually took a lead in the the final two minutes of the game against the defending Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And now this has just come up and and suddenly five games that looked like they had a chance to to maybe win all of them or at least go four and one over the next five games. Now you wonder, is this going to cost them another game or two? 
Uh, is this going to psychologically impact the team? Uh, I don't know what, I don't know what to say about it. And, you know, I'm, what else can they come up with? Uh, I don't know if there's anybody out there they could sign on an emergency basis that would be an improvement over the current options. Uh, they don't have, I saw somebody in the, the uh, comments was missing, bring Alicon up. And I, I don't think he's ready to be any help. Uh, you know, you're still looking at, you're going to have either Inseki, Steele, or Martin playing right tackle against the San Diego Chargers. And, you know, we'll have to find out how they're going to do that. And I think that's probably going to be something they're really going to be working on in practice to come up with the best answer for that. So the Dallas Cowboys, Tom, as you were talking there, now have publicly announced this, you know, have a story up on DallasCowboys.com, which, again, um, I realize that there are technically small windows of hope out here that Lyle Collins might not be suspended for five games. Uh, with Penn being put to paper, you know, it is the Internet, but um, it, it it feels doubtful. Um, the, the question now is how should the Cowboys handle the right tackle situation? Because you, you brought it up. Uh, Chris Werner says, what do I think, Art? Or what do I think, asking me? I think this sucks. I mean, I think that this is not fun. I mean, I think, you know, a lot of people said this exact, exact sentence or some version of it uh, this morning, Friday morning. You know what? The Cowboys may have lost, but I feel much better about this team than I did 24 hours ago. And I think we all felt that way. Obviously, a win would have been nice, but the Cowboys showed us a lot. Dak Prescott showed us a lot. And now I don't know that I feel worse, but whatever teeny tiny little ounce of hope I had or you had is really starting to be affected by this. And, you know, you talked about the psychological impact, Tom. It is now nine days until the Cowboys play another game. And that's a benefit to the team from a preparation standpoint. But this is a long time to sit in this funk for all of us. And that is really unfortunate, obviously. Um, but but as far as how to handle this, I don't think Ty Insecki's ready. I don't think Terrence Steele's ready. I don't think – I certainly don't think Isaac Alarcón's ready. I think Isaac belongs on the practice squad, and you hope that he's an option for 2022 and beyond. I know everybody loved him on Hard Knocks, but let's let's be real about things. Um I, I will say, you know, DJ IQS, Tom, says go back in time and grab a pre-injury Eric Williams. I, don't, I haven't seen this floating out, and I, am, I promise I'm not trying to just play hindsight because that's a really, you know, easy way to look at things. As an example, I tweeted during the game facetiously somewhat, but Twitter doesn't always, you know, kind of give you the benefit of that. Uh, man, this Cowboys defense looks like it could use Patrick Sertan or J.C. Horn, right? I understand that they were off the board when the Cowboys picked, right? I'm not, I'm not out here saying that what, you know, Cowboys are a bunch of buffoons. They passed on these players. They obviously didn't have a chance, but you know who the Cowboys did pass on Tom twice, Rashawn Slater right now. Tell me you wouldn't trade Micah Parsons for Rashawn Slater. And I know a lot of people are in love with Micah Parsons, myself included, but you know, you, you, you count it like that. That's what, what that to me is, is more representative of the point it's representative of is the Cowboys counted. They believed in, they trusted Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins to be there, to be accountable and to be options for them, you know, in general, right? Like we all kind of assumed, you know, Tyron might have to miss three games. Like he's kind of had to do whatever the case may be. I don't think anybody was supremely worried about Lyle Collins from a health perspective before the stingers of the last month or so. But now, I mean, now you're really like, man, did we, you know, were, were we counting our chickens before they hatched type thing? Yeah, that's a that's a really good question, and I'm not too sure. <sighs> yeah, I, I'm not too sure. I, I it just it, my mind is swimming, and like I said, because we don't know how this happened, and I don't want to th even start throwing speculation out. But 
what I do think is certain is that the team has known this was coming for a few days. This stuff doesn't just land on Jerry Jones's desk out of the blue like it does for the media. The team was aware, I think, this was coming because, as has been mentioned, there was an appeal going on. So the team was probably aware of that, maybe had their fingers crossed that that would help the situation. But, you know, now uh, I don't know what we're going to do, and, and I'm I'm just hoping it works out and Dak Prescott doesn't get banged up because, you know, we saw what happened with Terrence Steele last year. We're not sure about Inseki, and I'm not sure how the whole so, Martin thing is going to go. So, Tom, a lot of people have floated out. This is a creative option, obviously. Kick Zach Martin out to right tackle, play Connor McGovern at right guard. He looked solid there last night, totally with you 100%, and survive. And I think it should be mentioned, the benefit, there's not a benefit, but the nice thing about the next five games for the Cowboys, that takes them up to their bye, by the way. So we're now starting in week two, right? The week one game is already done for the Cowboys. So we're talking weeks two, three, four, five, and six. The Cowboys have a bye in week seven. And I know we haven't even gotten into Michael Gallup yet, but Michael Gallup's had three to five weeks. When that news was the only thing of the day, I was personally thinking, you know what? The Cowboys might try to carry Michael Gallup through the bye. That way they give him that extra week to fully get right. He's obviously a candidate to go on injured reserve. You know, he could come back in three weeks if that's the case. But these next five games, you're at the Chargers next Sunday. After that, you get the Eagles at home on Monday Night Football, then the Panthers, then the Giants, then you're on the road against the New England Patriots before you're by. So not exactly a, a murderer's row of teams that you're up against. Um, not exactly a murderer's row of pass rushers either, although Joey Bosa is obviously going to be a problem next week. It's not like you have to play Chase Young right now. But um, there is another option, Tom, besides this Zach Martin situation, which you mentioned Zach Martin doesn't want to play tackle. Uh, Malcolm suggests Connor Williams at right tackle and McGovern to left guard. Now, we've seen the Cowboys experiment with Connor Williams moving around this preseason and training camp period. However, that was at center, not at right tackle. We know that Connor Williams played tackle in college at the you know the inferior university in the state of Texas, as, as you and I both know. Uh, but, I mean, that remains an option. But ultimately, you know, something I've been pounding the drum about today is the Cowboys really made a mistake not establishing competition for Greg Zerline. Well, you know what? They also made a mistake by just assuming the tie-in second thing was going to work out. I mean, if this the answer to this, and I'm not saying this is a good answer to anybody, might be Terrence Steele. That might be the best answer here. Yeah, he, Steele has experience. He did get better over the season last year. Um, you know, uh, I don't know if they'd be willing to look at Brandon Knight, who's going to be coming off the COVID protocol as part of some mix in this solution. I don't know. Uh, I, Like I said, I would pay good money to be able to sit there and track the numbers on the offensive linemen during the practices, but this figuring out is going to happen, I think, during the closed portion of the practices, so we're not really going to find out uh, the solution probably until very late next week. If, if maybe even when the game begins is when we'll finally get the starting lineup. Yeah. I do think Mike McCarthy will be cagey and dodgy about it. You know, he'll be, you know, like, Hey, you know, we're, we're going to see Marlon says, LOL steel is trash again. These are the options the Cowboys have left for themselves. And and they they knew that. You know, the Cowboys knew that they were on shaky ground, maybe not in this sense, but on shaky health ground with both Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins entering the 2021 season, and they chose to pass on Rashawn Slater as just one example. They chose to only add Ty Insecki. They chose to continue to groom both Terrence Steele, Brandon Knight. I mean, you know, 
anything else you want to add josh ball i suppose technically an option uh i mean this is you know i i you know to go back to your point tom about you know the nfl the cowboys knew uh an all caps comment from michael harris is the nfl is out to get the boys for crying out loud goodell was at the game in the booth with ed sheeran tom has every ed sheeran album by the way in his home yeah. just so everybody knows um, i'm more like the guy that was like i'll bite what's an ed sheeran yeah but, you know, um I, I've heard I've heard of him, but I don't. He's not my style of music, you know. <laughs> um, a lot of people, Tom, uh, in our comments have said the Cowboys could sign Russell Okung, a free agent. I agree with America's team, though. We don't sign free agents, guys, so we can drop the Okung signing. Uh, Tom, can you not just hear Stephen Jones being asked on the radio if the Cowboys are interested in free agent help, and him saying, "You know what? We like our guys." That's like that's that's. I mean, I'm I'm already irritated at that. And it hasn't even, it's just a hypothetical at this point, but that's the way they're going to go. They're going to say, we we have, you know, we have a lot of depth. We have a lot of guys. We have guys with NFL experience. You know, Terrence Steele has started a bunch of games in the NFL. Brandon Knight started a bunch of games in the NFL. Ty Insecki, you know, D- Dallas guy, he started a bunch of games in the NFL. You know, we've got a lot of experience there. So what? You know, you might have experience, but this is, you know, it's, I, you know, Antonio Tom says, Martin is your option. Stop with the steal. I agree. But they might not do that. Remember, we're not we are not even one year removed from Mike McCarthy poo-pooing this idea and calling it fantasy football. So that's why I'm just not exactly inclined to believe that he's going to be willing to go down that road here. Yeah. However, you just mentioned the Okung thing, and all of a sudden I went, wait a minute. Didn't the Cowboys just free up some more salary cap money with some And again, they knew this was coming. Or had they had an inclination it was coming. Yeah, I think that's fair they, to, fair they to put it that probably way. at that point knew that the uh, appeal was not going to land their way. And all of a sudden, you you know, that's uh, maybe I'm reaching to connect those dots, but the dots are there. So Chris Warner says, hey, we got the money now. He's Chris Warner's speaking your language. Uh, James Hammond says, sign R.O. Great initials. Russell Okung has, by the way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, this is, uh, you know, I'll, I'll ask you, Tom, and our live, I know it's not a studio audience, but I'm going to go ahead and call it that because it, it sounds cool. Um, I'll ask the, the live studio audience, and I'll put this question up as a banner as soon as I ask you, Tom, is this the worst possible thing that could have happened to the Cowboys today? Like outside of, you know, Dax Hurt or something like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. is, is this is this about as devastating of a of a day that we could have had? Yeah, it's uh, there may be, you know, D-Law, Tyron, you know, maybe they would have been an even worse thing. But Collins is probably the top in the top three or four players. Mm. We didn't want to see this happen to outside of Dak, you know, Uh, maybe you have to throw Cooper in there. Uh, Oh, Tom, uh, a super chat. So big applause right here for our friend Alex Pierce Ling. Thank you for the super chat, Alex. Uh, This is Joe Philbin's time to shine. And, you know, a lot of people, I know we had some articles about this over the offseason at the site, talked about last year. You know what? Joe Philbin, kind of an unsung hero. He had to work through the Terrence Steele. He had to work through the Brandon Knight. He had to be the one to deal with all the combinations of offensive linemen. This is Joe Philbin, for anyone who's unaware, is the team's offensive line coach this is something that he has to fix now he has to be the guy to put this fire out and i want to thank alex pierce for bringing that up because yes 
he was trying to make something out of just nothing, out of chaos last season. Now he's basically looking at one thing to fix. And he did, I think, as well as you could do with what he had to work with last season. So maybe he's another reason that we can take a little step back from the edge of the cliff. Uh, You know, let's see what he comes up with. Let's see what he does. And let's also see what he can do during, you know, in, in game planning, along with Kellen Moore, who called an absolutely brilliant game last last night. And what can they do to overcome the fact that your right tackle is going to be downgraded uh, or, you know, with the uh, unknown, you know, if, if they put Zach Martin in, then I will just say, okay, good. Let's just keep what we got healthy for a while because I don't think Martin would be that much of a downgrade. He might even be an upgrade. He's that. Oh, good. hell yeah. He's an upgrade. I mean, yeah. but, and, and uh, so, yeah, like you mentioned, Zach Martin doesn't want to play tackle. And if there's anyone on the team who I care about the opinion of in that sense, Zach Martin's in that group, right? So like, it matters to me what Zach Martin does and does not want to do. However, Zach, bro, we're kind of smashing the glass, pulling the lever. Yeah. You know, this, this is, you know, yeah, this that, is, I, is it, is DEFCON one the most dangerous or is it DEFCON five? I always forget. DEFCON one. DEFCON, okay, DEFCON so, five is no viable threat. DEFCON okay. One so we're is, at like DEFCON two um, yeah. at this point. A tweet from fellow BTB or Tom Connor Livesey. Um, we were asked, I was asked last night on the post game show. Uh, whether we would consider trading Connor McGovern, actually, because hey, Zach Martin's coming back. Look at this, and you know, certainly now uh, there's no way on earth that we're trading Connor McGovern. But Connor notes, I'd be trying my best to move Van Der Esch for a corner, defensive tackle, or an offensive lineman. You know, mm. we've talked about the cons to trading players like that you know over the off season people you got to trade michael gallup you got to trade amari cooper you got to move one of them well michael gallup gets hurt today or we find out how hurt he is today now it's like whoo told y'all shouldn't have traded any wide receivers well maybe now is the time that you you know maybe you consider moving leighton vandrish that that one of of the all of all possible options and i've been against that idea because depth is a valuable thing in the nfl but now might be the time. Like the season's not over. I don't even know that I would say the season is like in extremely dangerous jeopardy. But you are now you're flirting with you're you're playing with some fire. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're 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 you were juggling three you know pointy things. You've lit one of them on fire now. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's a little bit dangerous. Yeah. Um, now, it, I don't. Tanner know agrees. By the way, it's not a bad idea. We have consider a linebacker depth. I, I just question how much you're going to get for uh, Van Der Esch, uh, given the and, fact that he's now clearly not a starter for Dallas. Uh, you well, know, as, I don't as know Alex, again, shout out. Thank you, Alex, for the the other the next super chat here. Uh, depth is good until it isn't. And maybe, maybe that's kind of how you feel, Tom, like that, you know, if, if you get rid of Anders, like it sounds nice, right? Like I'm going to, uh, what is it? Like I'm going to borrow from Peter to pay Paul. You know what I mean? But like, you're going to ha- like, you might pay that price. The linebacker play was okay last night, but part of that was because Leighton Vanderish was there as a point of depth. Yeah. And is Jabril Cox ready to step up? You know, mm-hmm. is, and I don't know that we've got an answer for that. I, you know, I don't want to get things to get too crazy. You know, I would a lot rather look, see if they are, are thinking about Okun 
to uh, to be a possible answer because I think that may be more possible than we realize. Uh, after what they saw last year and and how good they looked last night, uh, even Stephen Jones may be willing to loosen up and, and make a move that he wouldn't make. I was, you know, just wondering: is there there any possible thing we could gain by maybe trading Anthony Brown? Nah, that wouldn't work. Uh, <laughs> Tom, you've got some jokes today, Tom. Nice. I always have jokes. It's how you face disaster and you try to crack a joke. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Um, yeah, so if we evaluate options, option one is Russell Okun, or, you know, one option is Russell Okun. One option is Zach Martin at right tackle with Connor McGovern at right guard. One option is, I don't know, anybody else with Zach Martin at right guard. Um, maybe that anybody else is Ty and Secchi. I, I, for what it's worth, I think that's the path that they will ultimately go down is the tie and Secchi route because that's the plan that they have prepped for. Um, yeah. You know, and so so that's, you know, they're going to they're going to lean on that. They're going to say, guys, you know, this is why we studied. This is why we, how we built the roster. So, you know, we, we were prepared for this. That's what we're going to do. Um, and so, you know, I, I think that's where they'll go. I'm not saying I think that's the wisest choice, but um, I think it is where they will head. Uh, Tom, let's let's move over briefly because we've talked all Lyle Collins. The Michael Gallup news is important too today. Uh, has the calf strain going to miss three to five weeks? Shout out to Duh fifteen thirty four for the super <laughs> chat here on our YouTube channel. Is Cedric Wilson ready to be wide receiver three? This is the thing I feel the best about uh, with today's you know bad news when it comes to replacing you know Lyle Collins or repa- replacing even Zach Martin at right guard. I honestly feel even better in, you know, hypothetically, it's not hypothetical, but about Cedric Wilson replacing Michael Gallup, so to speak, than I even did Connor McGovern replacing Zach Martin, which would happen if you kick Martin out to right tackle. But so do you believe in Cedric Wilson? Yeah, I think he had a decent game. Uh, he wasn't targeted a lot because basically he and Gallup were splitting uh, the receptions uh, through the game. But, you know, I think they combined for something like 70 yards, uh, you know, and when you've got your top two wide receivers, both over 100, you're getting some good production. I think I think Wilson is ready, and we will have the depth behind him coming back because Noah Brown should be off of COVID and clear and good to go. Uh, so, you know, they I think Brown was just inactive last night because he'd been on COVID, and I don't think they were quite ready for him to take the field, but he should be uh, fine for next next Sunday. So, yeah, I, I, I am not that concerned. I don't want to sit here and say that Cedric Wilson is completely interchangeable 
with Michael Gallup, but he is certainly not a huge step down. He's a capable wide receiver. He seems to have a little chemistry with Dak Prescott. And, you know, we're going to get to see what he can do. He's been kind of, uh, you know, that journeyman, uh, knows the grindstone fourth wide receiver for a while. And, I'm, I, you know, it might be fun to see what he can do, you know, assuming that the right tackle isn't letting everything down. <laughs> um, so, um Rob X Pro notes that uh, Cedric had a great game versus Seattle last year with Dax. We've seen him break out. I agree. You know, we've hyped up Cedric Wilson, but the loss of, you know, the loss of Michael Gallup is significant. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's, you know, I think if you rank the starters on the Cowboys, he's maybe fifth, maybe fifth or sixth. Um, And and he's only that low because you've got, you know, you've got Dak, you've got Zach Martin. Normally you've got Tyron, you've got Amari Cooper, um, you know, so he's, he's in that neck of the woods, but I mean, at the end of the day, you know, the Cowboys have lost two offensive starters today. Yeah. I mean, that's a big deal. It is. And, uh, I will say that with, with, uh, Gallup, they are getting a preview of what they might be dealing with next year. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And you know, so. that's honestly something I thought about and, you know, you hate the first, I think I speak for Tom. I know I speak for Tom. Our number one care is that Michael Gallup gets healthy, comes back, continues to ball out. We want to see that above all things. And we want to see Michael Gallup get paid in the offseason, whether that's by the Cowboys, somebody else. If it's somebody else, bring us that comp pick. Michael Gallup will appreciate the service. You know, wish you health, wealth, happiness, and success there, except we hope you lose when you play the Cowboys. But um, this, this might, you know this might impact his financial situation. If he, if, if the speculation is right. And again, we know Lyle Collins, at least we believe Lyle Collins, Ed Werder of ESPN just tweeted uh, source. While it seems unlikely to succeed lawyers for Cowboys offensive tackle, Lyle Collins continue to appeal on his behalf, arguing the NFL policy allows for a fine, but not a suspension for a player who has only failed to appear for required drug testing. So a small window of hope. um, But, Ultimately, Lyle probably missing five games. Michael Gallup, we've seen the Cowboys, when you hear ranges like this, Tom, three to five weeks, they generally tend to lean on the side of caution, the longer stretch. And that stretch, five games, is what separates the Cowboys from their bye week. So if we fast forward through then, if we say Michael Gallup and Lyle Collins subsequently return week seven, I don't know that Michael Gallup has enough time at that point in the season to put together a season that sees him net massive money in free agency next year, especially in a free agency landscape that could feature Chris Godwin. They could feature Allen Robinson. I mean, there could be, you know, that that could be an implication here from this injury. Yeah, uh, it, it certainly it may be worse news for Gallup than it is for the team, uh, because, as you said, this could directly impact what he gets uh, for what he was expecting to be a big payday. Uh, I think he will certainly come back uh, on fire. You know, you're mentioning the fact that they'll, they'll come back. They're going to have, uh, let's see here. Good grief. Uh, That's going to still be 11 games left to play. Am I, is my math right? It is right. Uh, The new new numbers is just like, wait a minute. That's a, that's, used to be a, a, an entire season almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, so suddenly now the Cowboys are looking at, you know, what, what, what would be panic going into the bye week? If they're four and two, I'm not really concerned 
especially because I have a lot of faith in the rest of the NFC East teams to have their own struggles. Uh, the Washington football team is probably the biggest concern at this point. And, you know, we'll finally, we'll find something out on Sunday. Uh, mm-hmm. I, Next I Sunday. That, yeah. That, that's what I, no, no, Sunday. Oh, yeah. this Sunday. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. In, in two days, we're going to find out what they look like in their first game. Yeah. And I hate to put it this way, but I hope they all just flop big time. <laughs> Tom, I, I want to bring up something there. Uh, another super chat. Thank you to Duh1534 uh, asking if there's a possibility that the suspension gets reduced for Lyle Collins. You mentioned Sunday. Um, I and we're, we're still, it's week one, right? So we're all, we're kind of like, you know, we're dusting off our routines, right? Like we're remembering like, oh, so this is what it feels like. Like last night was like, wow, so this is what it feels like to border, you know, between life and death, you know, when the Cowboys are, are running near the very end of the game. Um, but in case anybody forgot, Sunday morning, whatever you know, platform or network you watch, whether it's NFL Network, ESPN, Sunday morning, 8, 9 a.m. is when the big-time national insiders drop all their big stories for the week. And I would imagine, you know, we're getting this question here, whether there's a possibility the suspension gets reduced. We're not going to get an answer on this until Monday, at the very least, because it's Friday, right? It's Friday. It's past 5 o'clock on the East Coast uh, at the time of this being live, if you're watching it later, obviously. I, I, we'll, we'll podcast this as well, so if you're listening to this, that's the, that's obviously the case. But I do believe, Tom, that we are going to get the like laid out explanation on Sunday yeah. morning on one of these national shows. Somebody's going to say, this is what happened with Lyle Collins. He And I'm making this up. Let me be very clear. I'm being hypothetical because we don't know what happened just yet. But it's going to be, you know, he was requested to take this test. He didn't show up. There was confusion, blah, blah, blah. They were traveling. They were in Oxford. The COVID protocols. There's going to be something that kind of like adds to the confusion here because this doesn't add up. This doesn't smell right uh, at initial, you know, sort of landing. And so we'll hear that. And so I think we'll hear, you know, then why or how there's a possibility the, you know, there's the NFL sometimes does this, they might reduce the suspension and we'll get the, we'll start to hear what it is. We'll start to hear, they might reduce it to three games to two games, four games, whatever the case may be. But I do think that we'll get that fuller answer on Sunday morning during the national shows. If we don't get dueling answers, um, you know, that, you know, what if, what if we hear different takes on, I don't, yeah, I'm certainly looking forward to hearing some of that. Um, you know, I, unfortunately I don't think, uh, I I'm capable of, of doing the one thing that might really give us some inside information because I can't, uh, first off, I can't locate him and I can't afford the Johnny Walker blue to ply Jerry Jones with liquor and find out what's really going on. But, uh, it's it's certainly certainly we're going to be holding our breath i think until we hear more and you know if there was something that happened with the an appeal uh you know i don't think it's going to be monday i think we would find out if something changed it would be more like thursday or friday right right right. i just mean we'll hear like the league offices processing of it on monday that will be the first you know because it's we're back to the work week i did want to bring this up uh, a tweet from our mutual friend mark lane great friend of blog and the boys does a great job covering the cowboys and the houston texans uh tweeted out a lyle collins quote from july 24th so not even two months ago uh when he was asked about the hardest part of watching the cowboys lose last year knowing he couldn't be out there Lyle Collins said that was the hardest part, just knowing I couldn't be out there to help my team and be out there with my brothers. So that was the hardest part. So um, Lyle, you know, seemingly uh, was bothered by missing time. He missed the whole season last year. Yeah, and so it, 
we, you know, we don't want to jump to conclusions. We don't want to assume we're still waiting for more information to kind of come out here. Uh, but I mean, this is, this is tough cookies, Tom. It's, it's tough. This is hard to take. Yeah, it was, that was, uh, you know, for those that don't follow Twitter the way we do with looking for every shred of information that can increase our understanding of the Dallas Cowboys, you may not understand the way this kind of a thing is just a kick right in the teeth. And uh, this, this has been a bad one. Uh, you know, there's been worse. It's, it's not like he's lost for the season at this point. Uh, you know, although frankly, sometimes I worry that if the Cowboys go in and, and appeal something from Roger Goodell, uh, they're probably the one team where Goodell might increase the penalty. You know, it's just uh, if you get to feeling paranoid after some of the things that have happened and seeing how other teams get treated much more kindly, as you mentioned earlier with the case with the Texans. Uh, so this, you know, this has been a rough one. We're going to try to do everything we can to keep everybody informed. Uh, and that's really all we can do right now because the rest is just speculation and waiting. Um, as this day, Tom, this, this day being the news of Michael Gallup, and, and I think it's important the context of the day and that we started it on such a positive note, right? Uh, and by the way, big country asks, does he lose his money? It, he is suspended without pay. I mean, that's... Yeah. That's what happens when you're suspended in the NFL. Um, but this this was such a positive day. I can't remember. The, I actually think the last time I was this confident as a Cowboys fan after a loss, I know it's, you know, it's picking at old wounds, uh, was I could tell you the day. It was October 7th, 2013. It was the day after Tony Romo and Peyton Manning had the duel of the century at AT&T Stadium. Although I think at that time it was still Cowboys Stadium, if we're being technical. Um, but that was the last time I felt like, great after a Cowboys loss, despite the fact that, you know, obviously the Cowboys lost. And so we all started this day on that note. So ultimately, I mean, has this day impacted your view of the team? If you were, if, if you were a nine out of 10 this morning, which is feasible, are you yeah. now like an eight? Are you a seven? You know, like, are, are you I'd still say, a nine? I'd say it was more moving. I was probably a little bit more an eight just because I hadn't, I was just now getting, when this happened, I was sitting down, going over stats, looking at things, trying to figure out what we could glean from it, working on a, a, a article that discussed some of the issues they did have. And I'm still digesting everything from the, uh, from the game. So I wasn't ready to quite move up to a nine. So I was, but I was pretty firmly an eight. Now, yeah, I'm down to seven and yeah, I it's think it's kind of it, a wider uncertain range. It may be as low as a six, you know. It has to knock you down like one point if you were a nine to an eight, an eight to a seven, whatever. And because uh, appropriately, this comes from skeptical fan. Next week, Tyron Smith will get hurt or Zach Martin. I've seen this before. The Cowboys are always making mistakes. I don't know that getting hurt is making a mistake, but yeah. the reason the reason I bring this up is now like Tyron Smith, like keep Tyron in the bubble. You know what I mean? Because if Tyron goes down at any point in the next month, now it's DEFCON one. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. we, we were already, you know, on thin ice, but this is, I mean, you know, 
we're down to no more lives left or lives left in this game where we have to go fight Bowser. You know what I mean? Like this is, yeah. this is the challenge of, of all challenges uh, right now facing the Cowboys for the next five weeks from a health perspective, because this is literally the point on the team where they're the one place where their health could not be tested because they don't have any proven commodities behind either tackle. Ty Insek is not proven with, in terms of his time with the Cowboys, obviously Brandon Knight's not proven. Terrence Still's not proven. I mean, you know, because what, what if we play that? What if Zach Martin gets kicked out to right tackle and then something happened to Tyron Smith? Then what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like what, you know, you're, you're just playing musical chairs. This is just last year all over again. And that's, yeah, that's yeah. where I think people are a little bit nervous. Yeah. But that's every NFL team when injuries right. come up are dealing with that. And just to throw in a little bit of a counterweight, everybody was scared to death about Connor McGovern going in against the Tampa Bay defensive line and, and they're, they're blitzing and he acquitted himself admirably. I think that worked out better than, than almost anybody expected. Uh, you know, a few people were, were pumping him a little bit because he didn't look that bad last year when he was called on, especially as time went on, but you know, well, could that happen again? I mean, we might get surprised and find out that say Terrence still were to come in and be an adequate NFL right tackle. I'm not saying he's going to be great, but he's out there, and the Cowboys' offense can function perfectly well with Dak Prescott and with Ezekiel Elliott. Because you know we didn't see the running game last year because uh, last night because they didn't. It wasn't going to work anyway, and they wisely realized that the only shot they had was in a Dak Tom Brady shootout. And they almost pulled it off. We're going to see the running game come along. Having Zach Martin on the field will be key to that because he's kind of where Zeke makes his makes his ground up running behind him. So you know, we're at the we're at the initial panic stage. <laughs> I'm not going to say we're going to quit worrying or gain a whole lot of confidence, but let's see what Philbin can work. Let's see what Kellen Moore can do to scheme around this stuff. Let's see how whoever winds up lining up at right tackle does. Uh, you know, we may come to regret this happening, or it may be, okay, that wasn't quite as bad as we thought it was going to be. I did see a tweet earlier that said, and for, I forget who, who tweeted this, I'm sorry, I apologize, but all credit to whoever it was that tweeted it, you're my hero. Um if there were any lingering effects to the stinger issue, Lyle does now have five, six weeks of counting the bye to, <laughs> to get right. You know, I mean, so if you're if you're really, really reaching for positives, um, that is one, I suppose. It's ironic that the Cowboys are this beat up when they're going to face the Chargers of all teams. Um, and it's been, you know, we did the live roster reaction show, Tom, you and I. And, you know, we, we kept saying, like, you know, the Cowboys are going to, you know, they're going to have to make a decision because this, you know, these players are going to come off of COVID. They're going to have to put a player on injured reserve, whatever. And last week it was like, okay, you know, Zach Martin's on, on in, you know, on COVID himself. Noah Brown's back. You didn't have to make that decision. But you'll have to make that decision next week when Zach Martin's back. Michael Gallup's hurt. Okay, well, you're not going to have to make that decision, you know. But Zach Martin's going to come back. Oh, Lyle Collins is now suspended. You know what I mean? Like, that's – the other, I mean, not a positive, but just, you know, interesting thing is the Cowboys have been able to stash in different ways, if you want to call this that, uh, different players on different points of keeping them safe on their roster. But I think everyone would still rather have a fully healthy and fully available team. 
Yeah, that would be ideal. Um, anything else, Tom? Anything else? The Cowboys are 0-1. You know, there's that too. Uh, but yeah. I, I think that you, you kind of touched on this. At the end of the day, they have Dak Prescott, and that keeps them in contention no matter what, especially the way he played last night. I don't know if you've had a chance to watch it yet, Tom. I know you've been very busy. If you're watching on our YouTube channel, we had an incredible breakdown. Mark Schofield starting a yeah. new series at blogontheboys.com called Dak Watch. He went and broke down eight plays from Thursday night, including the interception and including an incredible perspective on the last play of the game that helped the Cowboys get into field goal range, the third down conversion to CeeDee Lamb. Very much worth your time. You can go watch that here on the Blog on the Boys YouTube channel. Check out some of his written analysis at blogontheboys.com. Yeah. So everybody tune in. We're 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 trying to give you as much as we can to help you um, figure out what's happening. Oh, Tom, uh, before we leave right now, uh, Michael Gelkin of the Dallas Morning News tweeted a statement. Um, let's see here. This is a statement from Lyle Collins' representatives. He's on Twitter at Gelkin NFL. We are extremely disappointed in how the NFL has handled this entire matter from trampling on Mr. Collins's rights to prematurely releasing the information, knowing a timely appeal was filed to intentionally misleading the court at the hearing. The extent and effort the NFL went to accomplish its ends is appalling. It is a very, very heavy statement. Tom, you, you react while I get this typed up on screen for everybody. Yeah, uh, this is shades of the Ezekiel Elliott suspension. I'm, I'm getting that same vibe that for some reason, all the bad blood that led to that, which frankly seems to exist between uh, Roger Goodell and Jerry Jones, is still lingering because they do seem to kind of dump on the Cowboys with a lot of this stuff. So I don't really know. Uh, it's, it's, it, it feels almost like there's something else going on that for some reason they still want to make an example of the Dallas Cowboys, which seems incredibly counterproductive because did you see the ratings from last night? Uh, you know, this is their biggest draw and they keep wanting to reduce them to mediocrity. I, it, it's a total mystery that I, I don't understand. And I don't, you know, uh, I hope this just this isn't just attorney hyper hyperbole, which would just anger the NFL more. I hope there's some some substance to their complaint. Uh, you know, I don't know if it'll ultimately do any good because Roger Goodell is a law unto himself, mm -hmm. uh, and, and you know, it's not going to change as long as he's ensuring that the owners are getting million millions and even billions of dollars to play with. So we'll have to find out. Uh, it's going to be. You know, this, real, real this, interesting thing. The statement, Tom, I had to put it up in two uh, little little banners here just because it's that long. But the first part, again, reads for anybody who, you know, didn't like my reading of it. Uh, we are extremely disappointed. Again, this is from Lyle Collins' representatives. Extremely disappointed in how the NFL has handled this entire matter from trampling on Mr. Collins' rights to prematurely releasing the information, knowing a timely appeal was filed, continued saying to intentionally misleading the court at the hearing, this last sentence, Tom, the extent and effort the NFL went to accomplish its ends is appalling. So, Tom, I ask you, uh, and I'll put this back up here, this last part. What are the ends? That, that what, Like, what's the insinuation here? Is the ends, like, you know, poo-pooing the Cowboys? You know, like, is, is that the end? Like, Yeah, that's uh, the question. What's going on here? What are they trying to accomplish? 
and and again we're flailing away with with you know shadows and and mist we don't know what is actually behind all this we don't know what happened we don't know the the circumstances of, of Lyle missing the the test we don't know why he missed them was there an you know, an ulterior motive on his part for not getting tested. You Joseph, know, I don't want to uh, speculate too much. But. Joseph Colon asks if he can play under appeal. He cannot. Uh, by the way, Tom, uh, round of applause again for Alex Piercling uh, for the Super Chat. Says, thanks for the shout out, Mr. Ochoa. Hey, Alex, on a first name basis here. It's RJ. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but, yeah, I, you know. And Chris Werner, Tom, brings up the ends is the policy enforcement. Maybe the NFL does truly care that much about um, – their policy um and which yeah explain explain what's going on with the sean watson then yeah um okay let's see here um michael gelkin just had a tweet another wrinkle this is why we did this as a live show uh so everybody knows um and again we will podcast this for you but uh michael gelkin's tweet cowboys right tackle lyle collins did not test positive for substance source said he declined to test in any event suspension stands he'll be docked five game checks an amount that would be higher if not for march contract restructure which converted some salary to signing bonus so now if you really want to play conspiracy theorist tom did the cowboys know this was possible you know so that's why they converted the salary to you know help lyle financially you know what I mean? Like, because we know the Cowboys will look after their own in that sense, although financially it took them forever to look after their own in Dak Prescott. But, um, but I mean, going back to March, that's way too big of a conspiracy theory, I think, at this point in time here in September. But again, according to the Dallas Morning News, Lyle Collins did not test positive for substance. He declined to test, which is a difference of opinion, which I think is the point that Lyle's representation is trying to hang their hat on, that players can be fined for choosing to decline a test as opposed to testing for something specifically. Yeah, I'm declined to test. And that's the thing. Was this just a play the fifth? Yeah, was it just a general screen or was he declining to test for something specific like marijuana, which that adds a, a different yeah. The the more we hear, the more confusing this gets. And that's yeah, that- that's kind of the problem. That's why I do think on Sunday morning when the Adam Schefters, the Ian Rappaports, the Tom Pelissero's, the Jay Glazers, Jay Glazer has been really tight with the Cowboys. He was the one who first reported the hiring of Mike McCarthy. He was the one who was first on Alden Smith. Um, Tom Pelissero was really tight with Mike McCarthy. Did the McCarthy Project, had the exclusive interview with McCarthy and Dak out in Oxnard this year. Um, so, you know, I, I think we'll get a little bit of clarity as the weekend continues to unfold uh, a weekend, Tom, that I hope, and I know you do everybody enjoys, despite the fact that the Cowboys lost, despite the fact that it feels like our pets heads are falling off here. Uh, but there's, um, you know, there's a lot of football left. There's a lot of season left, whatever happens with this Lyle Collins stuff with anything regarding the Cowboys. Uh, by the way, here, before I, I, I finish here, John Stanley says, why not take the test? I mean, only Lyle Collins can answer that question ultimately. Uh, but uh, but whatever happens with Lyle, with anything otherwise, we will keep you updated as we always do at blogontheboys.com. Uh, Tom, true or false, the source, the home for the best Dallas Cowboys coverage on the internet? Yes, true. This is it. 
True. Blogontheboys.com. You can check us out. Uh, we have a lot of stuff here available on the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel. I mentioned Dak Watch with Mark Schofield. We have highlights from Thursday night's game. Our post-game show is still up if you want to go back and watch that, obviously. Please do subscribe here to the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel. People ask us all the time, how can we support you? Support us by checking out the site, following Tom on Twitter at TomRowBTB, me on Twitter at RJ Ochoa, subscribing here to the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel, subscribing to the Blog and the Boys podcast network. You can hear Tom there every Thursday with Roy White unriled up. Leave a rating, rod review. If you do care about helping us out, those are the ways to do it. Tom, anything else before we uh, we get on out of here? Let's just not have anything new in the next few days, please. That's a good idea. My dog's about to bark, so I think we have to go. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll see you next time.